In almost everything we have done thus far, we have mentioned the word light. I can't help but be reminded of our recent study in 1 John, where in 1 John 1.5 it says, God is light, in whom is no darkness at all. And in John 8.12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We are in this Christmas Eve candlelight service thinking a lot, I suppose, about light, and I've been thinking a lot about light as well. And if you would take your Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter 1. Paul prays for the Colossians in Colossians chapter 1. And here is in part what he says, beginning in Colossians 1.11. Paul prays, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Do you notice that Paul, in his prayer, speaks of light and darkness? We have an inheritance based upon our salvation in Christ. And that inheritance is said to be an inheritance of the saints in light and that we have been delivered from the domain of darkness. As I was meditating upon Colossians chapter 1, I pulled a book off my shelf from Sam Storms who speaks throughout the entire book of Colossians 100 meditations from that great epistle of Paul. And on this particular passage, listen to what he says. When the Apostle Paul stood before King Agrippa, he gave an account of what happened to him on the road to Damascus. Jesus, he said, was sending him to the Gentiles, quote, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Acts 26.18 When Paul wrote to the Colossians, he portrayed their salvation in almost identical terms. You have been given a share in the inheritance of the saints and have been delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of Christ in whom is found the forgiveness of sins. This, Paul says, is why our gratitude is to be fervent and joyful. The Bible, Sam Storm says, clearly indicates that there are two and only two spiritual realms, and all of mankind belongs in one or the other. There are not multiple religious options, each of equal saving value. 
Those who do not as yet know Jesus Christ are in the realm of darkness, subject to the authority and power of Satan. The Apostle John said it in unmistakable terms when he declared that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, 1 John 5.19. By the whole world, John means everyone and everything that is not in Christ by faith. The irony, of course, is that few, if any, who are under the authority of Satan and walking in spiritual darkness feel as if they are. If anything, they are entirely persuaded they live in light and freedom and power. In fact, they are utterly blind, in bondage to the enemy, and powerless to extricate themselves by their own efforts. The word Paul uses in verse 13, translated domain, is the standard Greek word for authority, which indicates an active power or energy that Satan exerts over those who are his. His dominion is characterized by darkness, intellectual, moral, and spiritual. No matter how high your IQ, no matter how expansive your financial portfolio, apart from Christ, you are under the authority of Satan and subject to the power of darkness. No matter how musically gifted you may be, no matter how athletically endowed and honored, apart from Christ, You lie in the power of the evil one. If you ever felt you needed a good reason to share the gospel with an unsaved neighbor or a co-worker in the office, this is it. Don't be misled by what appears to be worldly success. Burgeoning careers, civil behavior, the respect of peers, backyard barbecues, and children who score high on the ACT notwithstanding, they are in the power of the evil one energized by the domain of darkness. There is only one hope for them and for us. It is the forgiveness of sins that is found only in Jesus Christ. Give thanks joyfully to the Father, says Paul, for you were once as they are, thinking yourselves wise when in fact you were fools, reveling in a freedom that only deepened and intensified your bondage. But God has delivered you from Satan's tyranny and has placed you under the loving and kind authority of his Son. To be transferred suggests the notion of being uprooted from one kingdom and transplanted into another. This is the kingdom or rule or reign of God's own beloved Son. This is a stunning description of Jesus if only because he is the one who became the object of the Father's eternal wrath. But how can this be? If the Father truly loved the Son, surely he would not have exposed him to such horrific suffering. How can the Son be the beloved of the Father and yet also the object of his wrath and judgment? Such is the glorious, soul-saving, redemptive mystery of penal substitutionary atonement. It is possible because the Son and the Father are united in their love for the elect and together entered into a covenant to redeem them from their sins. 
This could only be accomplished by the Son's willingly and freely offering Himself as a substitute who would wholly absorb the wrath of the Father, which those for whom He died deserved. Had Jesus not satisfied the wrath of the Father, He would still be under the domain of darkness. We would still be under the domain of darkness, held captive in our sins and subject to the authority of one who hates us. But thanks be to God. Joyful and wholehearted thanks because He has at great and unimaginable cost to Himself and His beloved Son extricated us from the grip of Satan and now embraces us with an eternal and irrevocable love. We should surely be joyful at this time of year because we've been transferred from the domain of darkness and transplanted into the kingdom of God's Son, Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. Let's bow together in prayer. Father, how could we plumb the depths, even at Christmas time, the mystery of Jesus being the beloved of the Father, and yet in whom there was poured wrath and indignation, and upon whom lays the full judgment of this God of wrath. Father, it is a mystery beyond our full and complete understanding. We do not know how it is that there could be both love for and indignation upon God's own unique Son. But we accept it and receive it by faith. And we ask, dear Father, that especially during a time of year like this, you would cause us to know more fully and more completely what the true depth and nature of this atonement really means and what it really is. Father, I pray for anyone here who does not know of this irrevocable divine love. And I pray, Father, that you would grant to blind eyes and deaf ears spiritual sight and hearing so that they with us who are and have been transferred from the domain of darkness and transplanted into the kingdom of Christ so that we might be inheritance, an inheritance of the saints and light so that we might share together that these who do not know you would join with us in praising you, our great Father, so that we might rejoice and worship the light of life. May we do so even now as we rejoice in our salvation. 
through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. In his name we pray. Amen.